Mm. They're fleeing. They're handing their babies to mm-hmm. soldiers across barbed wire fences. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine just taking your baby and just... Wow. You so desperately want that child out of this country and out of harm's way that you're going to hand him to a U.S. troop and let him disappear into America. Yeah. Something horribly has gone wrong when that happens. Yes. Um, and it's just, uh, for some reason, this event has really disturbed me. Mm. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. Hey, Dave. Hey, we are, as we're sitting here, yeah. there is a crisis going on in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, I have not seen a ton of news about it. I don't think you've seen a ton of news about it either. Right. Um, but my first impressions, I mean, and we're not political pundits. We're not no. analysts. No. Um, we're just two guys having a conversation. Yeah. Um, it appears to be a very poorly planned exit. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and the result is that the Taliban, which is known to be a militant Islamic group, yeah. funding terrorists and so mm-hmm. forth, has now largely taken over the entire country right. after we spent 20 years mm-hmm. trying to uproot terrorism in Afghanistan. Yeah, uh, I have friends who were Marines mm-hmm. in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, his buddy who was there with him, mm-hmm. committed suicide, uh, feeling like his tremendous sacrifice. Wow was wasted. Wow. Um, many of them are horribly depressed and very much struggling with this, mm. what seems to be a very botched job. Yeah. Um, it appears, again, I don't, I, I'm hoping that there's some silver lining here, yeah. but it appears that we left uh, our our military items. Uh, you know, I looked at a list of things that on yeah. Fox News. I don't know if the numbers were trunked up or not, but sure. um, it's pretty dramatic. Mm-hmm. The things that the money and the resources, the six hundred thousand weapons, you know, mm-hmm. armored vehicles, mm-hmm. aircraft, mm-hmm. Uh, lots of money mm-hmm. uh, that's all been seized by the Taliban. And some were saying that now the Taliban is is stronger than a lot of countries in the world, mm-hmm. um, and have ties to Al Qaeda, and mm-hmm. this could cause a lot of problems in the future. Huge, right? Yeah. Um, plus there's just this humanitarian crisis going on right? where all the people there who don't want to be under the oppressive uh, regime of this Islamic group are trying to get out. Mm. They're fleeing, they're handing their babies to Mm -hmm. soldiers across barbed wire fences. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you imagine just taking your baby and just, you so desperately want that child out of this country and out of harm's way that you're going to hand him to a U.S. troop and let him disappear into America. Yeah, something horribly has gone wrong when that happens. Yes, um, and it's just, uh, for some reason, this event has really disturbed me. Mm. Um, I don't know why, mm. you know, like I, I, I'm, maybe it's just cause I'm getting older and, um, I'm getting a little bit more political as I get older and I've never been much into politics, sure. but it seems like a, a horrible crisis. Yeah. And these women that are going to be abused, yeah. the people that are going to be killed. Yeah. Um, I got word from a missionary in Europe who said they know of 22 underground pastors, mm. and uh, just a few of them have gotten out. Right. And the rest are fully expecting to be dead in days. Yeah. That the Taliban are going door to door. They're executing mm-hmm. women who have been seeking an education. Yeah. Or work outside of their house, mm. or 
aren't properly clothed according to Sharia law. Yeah. And they are killing Christians. And mm. um, now they're, they're, they have all our, you know, our military the weapons, weaponry. And, and how is yeah. this not a complete disaster? It's terrible. There's no question about it. I, it's, I think the question comes to uh, how could it have been better? For sure. Yeah. Well, obviously, I think if there was a good plan, well, first of all, what's happened with our intelligence community mm. that they weren't, they're were unaware that the Taliban was so poised right. to so rapidly take over. That's a huge issue. Yeah. So much land so yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened there? Right. I, I have no idea because I've never worked in government intelligence and I, don't, I have no idea, but it seems like something is, is faltering there. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then if you had a plan to exit, mm-hmm. I mean, we've been there 20 years. Right. We should have a very thorough, slow plan where we pull out the people that we need to protect. We pull yeah. out yeah. all of our, our weaponry and, yeah. and vehicles and, sure. and tanks and you know planes. Yeah. And then we remove our troops, kind of like right. the last phase. Yeah. And so this seems to be turned on its head, and I just don't get it. Yeah. And it, it just leaves me scratching my head and wondering, okay, what, what do I not know? I would love for some of my liberal friends to explain this to me. Yeah. But <laughs> oddly enough, when I look at uh, social media, mm-hmm. um, the, it's, it's interesting. All the liberals are silent on this. Mm-hmm. And there are liberal media that, that's downplaying it. Yeah. Um, and this is typical. So, so typical. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. when, when George Floyd died, yeah. A lot of my conservative friends, the super conservative guys, they weren't saying a word. Yeah, just they were silent. Quiet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this disturbs me at a deeper level. I think about our country and its polarized politics. We, we, we talk about this all the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we we have um, a sense that we feel politically homeless, and yeah. we we're a growing part of America that yeah. wants people to come together to right. stop slinging mud and hate. Right. Uh, to stop uh, touting the the same old tried out narratives that are false and broken yeah um, that alienate people and divide us we need to come together we need to have good conversation and right. so if there is a, a a liberal friend out there that wants to explain to me how there's anything good in this um, they want to protect their guy or defend his actions I, I'm I'm all ears I would like to hear it but what I think is happening is that this is a huge blunder and therefore they're silent they have nothing to say and they're not going to call out their guy. You know, you and I were never Trump supporters. Sure. I mean, even though we lean conservative, you mm-hmm. know, we're we're in the middle, and in, in certain ways we lean. In other ways, we, I think we lean liberal. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're we're trying to to reconcile these issues, like we, the the discussion we had about abortion. Yeah. I mean, for some people that was too conservative, for others that was too liberal. Right. And right. for you and I, it's like let's have rational, right, hospitable mm-hmm. conversation about this. Right. Um, and so it, it troubles me that my conservative friends will say nothing when George Floyd is murdered in the street. Mm-hmm. It troubles me now that my liberal friends are silent um, when this seems to be such a, a humanitarian crisis. Yeah. That's going to affect the, the whole world for decades to come. Yeah, yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I've got a few thoughts. Um, there's no question in my mind, at least as, as best as I can tell, well, no, there's no question in my mind. Uh, I don't trust where information is coming from at this point, yeah. or the information that we're getting. Right, and some of it I'm sure is true, and some of it is not. Right, 
and I don't know which is which. I know. That's the problem with our world, right? So that's the problem, is, is, uh, th- that's, is a big problem. However, it sure seems like this withdrawal has been completely botched, completely botched. Mm-hmm. Now, I do know that uh, President Obama um, ran on a campaign promise of getting out of Afghanistan yeah. and wasn't able to do it. President Trump ran on a campaign promise of getting out of Afghanistan, and he wasn't able to do it. Yeah. And for both of those presidents, so that's, you know, liberal and conservative, Democrat, Republican, both of them, as they tried, what they reported, and I think this is probably true, is that when they talked to the generals, the generals uh, are saying, no, we're we're almost there, we can't quite do it, no, uh, just another year and everything's going to be okay, and no, we just need a little bit more of this and that, and they were, you know, both Obama and Trump were talked out of it. Yeah. And it seems that... uh, it's pretty clear now that what we were doing over there was less than worthless for 20 years. We're spending trillions of dollars right. over there for 20 years, and now things are much worse than they were when we first started. Right. Except that uh, our our military has uh, been able to function, and I mean they're making money on this, and military contractors are making money on this war. And so that's who our presidents have been listening to. And so here's here's where I'm coming to a point here. Yeah. And that is that I think that it's completely, as best as I can tell, completely botched. It's a horrible, horrible crisis. And I think that Biden was, um, I respect him saying, enough is enough. We're getting out. We're not doing anything good there. Right. We're only making things worse. We uh-huh. are getting out. He's got to know that that's going to have a huge political um, loss for him, and if we if it really was twenty years of us doing basically nothing, then it's the right decision to get out, uh, and and to like okay we we can't be we can't yeah. keep pouring tons and tons and tons of resources into something that is making things worse. I don't know if that's the case though. Okay, yeah, I don't know if if our presence was not doing anything or making things worse. Um, maybe it's just it certainly could have been better. Right, as far as getting people in place and and their government secure enough and their people uh, able to defend themselves, and I don't know. Well, those I, things I, didn't happen. Yeah, I'm saying that we could have done better at those things for sure. And and what do I know about reconstructing countries anyway? I'm just saying. Sure. It, is it? Do you, is do you think it's America's place to build countries like that? No, I okay. don't. But but think of the alternative. Now we have we have a very wealthy militarized Islamic state that has been known to cause trouble. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and at least when we're you know we're bleeding out money and funding and we have a presence over there, um the the female population is being educated. There's like basic human rights and you know some some level of dignity provided for people. No? I, so th- so humani- in a humanitarian way, that's a good way to say it, but I think I agree with Biden when he says that if we want to promote humanitarian causes, the military is not the best tool for that. And that's what you're suggesting right now, is that the good that we were doing in our military was a humanitarian good. And that, and that it's a good idea for us to stay there. Well, the that. government... I mean, the, the military does all kinds of humanitarian work all over the world. I mean, that that's... Maybe it's not the best tool, but it is... I would say it's an ineffective tool. They, they do all kinds of great stuff. Oh, sure. The military does yeah. great stuff. Yeah, but um, 
why did we pick that place to to uh, promote human rights and not some someplace else? Because it was a bastion of terrorism activity that you know it impacts the entire world. Yeah, and we haven't changed that. Well, clearly, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, but but for the last twenty years, it, it that was uh, held at bay. Now it's turned loose. I mean, turned loose in force. I mean, is that really his decision to willingly allow the Taliban to take over Afghanistan and to run that country? Is that is that the plan? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. It just <laughs> it doesn't seem like a good idea. It doesn't seem like a good idea, but I think that it seems to me. I don't again. We're at the beginning of this, and I don't know what to trust and what not to trust in terms of yeah. information. But it seems to me that the bad idea, the the worst bad idea was the 20 years of us going in there and forcing American ways on a culture that is not... We weren't helping them to rule themselves, clearly. We were not helping them. Yeah. I'm not sure we were forcing American ways on them. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know that, whether that's true or not. So I would... I said that because when after 20 years of pouring trillions of dollars into it and trying to help them get to a place where they're self-sufficient, they lasted for, what, 11 days without us? Yeah. I mean, something... Something, something like that. Yeah. I mean, we, we set them up for failure. In, in other words, it's, it's terrible all around. I'm not, I'm not saying that what, we, what happened in the last couple of weeks is good by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. It's, a, it's a horrible evil that will characterize Biden's presidency, I think... Uh-huh. You know, for all of history, and and rightfully so. And I don't think it's just his decision. I think it is horrible, horrible decisions going back uh, for twenty years at least. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's complicated. I don't like. I said we don't really know what we're talking about. We're not on Capitol Hill dealing with this stuff That's all true. the time. That's true. Uh, we're just watching what broken news we have. But I think that's part of my irritation. Just like you said, is we're having a, a mistrust of our media. Yeah. Um, and there, with social media, where a lot of people are getting their news, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of false memes created with um, inaccurate data. And yeah. uh, that you know, prints, presents a whole problem for uh, Facebook and other platforms yeah. to say, are we, yeah. what are we going to censor? Yeah. Which is a topic for the hopper, by the way. I wrote it down. We need, okay. to, we need to address that at some point. It, censorship, censorship. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a humongous one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, but you know, the the real irritation uh-huh. for me is thinking about how divided we are, mm. and if so, uh, something happens with the police and a black person, mm-hmm. and the conservatives don't say anything, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, let's wait, let's wait, let's get the information, let's have the investigation," mm-hmm. and I say, "Okay, there's wisdom there." Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, and I want to apply that wisdom in this case as well. Sure. And say, I don't know what's going on. It looks like a complete debacle. It it has some serious concerns for mm-hmm. our future. Um, but uh, I don't have all the information. Yeah. Don't know I don't if either. I will. Right. Um, and so I can understand, uh, you know, liberals being quiet and saying, well, let's wait and see what happens. Um, I don't know. It's just frustrating in our current pli- uh, political climate to see these kinds of stories develop and why can't we why can't we bridge this gap this ever growing gap between liberal and conservative the extremes yeah um why can't we have rational reasonable conversations and try to get along and and figure these things out why do we keep bringing up people for office that are clearly for those radical extremes in our yeah, country right Who's speaking for middle America? 
the moderates, the politically homeless. We are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone's so <laughs> grateful, too. <laughs> the hopper is out there making a difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's some other voices, but it's but they're very few. They're very few. It's discouraging. It's discouraging. Well, um, yeah. We'll Good to, way to start the, the, the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to um, wait and see what happens with Afghanistan. Um, I mean, that's, you and I are not in control of any of that. Um, or, the, at, or what little there is that we do have control, it's, at, it's voting. And, and we've got a ways to go yeah. before the next vote. You know, I think it's easier for me to project what it must be like to be a parent mm. terrified for your life and your yeah. children's lives. Yeah. And I think the the longer I live here and the more crazy things that... I mean, 2020 was a crazy year. Yeah. I think I realize how unstable everything really is mm. and how in a moment uh, there could be something dramatic that happens here. Yes. And so I, I identify with these people in their crisis. Yes. And I really... I. I feel for them and I fear for us. Yes. And it just leaves me saying I've I've got to turn to the kingdom of heaven. That's right. Um I don't have any any trust, but I've had a I've had a very stable life here in the States. Yes. Uh we have we have felt very secure. Mm-hmm. Um I mean at, at the at the worst when we were in high school before the Soviet Union collapsed. Right. You know, we were we were afraid right. of nuclear war and we were watching movies like Red Dawn. Yeah. You know, but even that, I mean, how, how afraid was I? Not much. Yeah, not not terrifically afraid. Yeah. Um, and I, I think as I'm getting older, I realize uh, there's reason to be concerned. Yes. Um, all this could change on a dime, even in this country. You know, speaking of that, um, the, the, all the news about Afghanistan has really overshadowed what's happened recently in Haiti. Oh, yeah. Right? So just recently, uh, I mean, what, a couple of weeks ago, uh, their president was assassinated. Hmm. Then a massive, massive earthquake, earthquake yeah. in the southern peninsula. And then a tropical storm came through while everyone is literally sleeping outside because there's no building that's safe yeah. and dumped massive amounts of rain on them for an enormous amount of time. These kids right up here, this picture that I'm showing you, yeah. they live at, they're orphans that live in an orphanage in Lakai. Um, it's exactly where the... Um, where the earthquake happened, and yeah. I've been there. Um, in fact, it was a that was part of our presbytery. Um, we were there visiting some of the folks in our presbytery when I was mm-hmm. a pastor in South Florida. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, and they just had a horrible earthquake not too long ago in 2010, I think. Yeah, it's um, it was devastating. Yeah, that but, that one was in Port-au-Prince, and yeah. just it was. So this one wasn't as devastating. Um, and yet it was in a more rural area. Yeah. But there's an urban area, Lakai, uh, that's there, and everything is, is destroyed. Yeah. I guess it exposes the the false securities that we have. Yeah. And the need to cling to the, the coming kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, the new heavens and the new earth, mm-hmm. and the redemption we have in Christ, and mm-hmm. to to speak that message, to live that message, and to provide humanitarian aid. And, I mean, that's that's showing Jesus to people. Right. Yeah. I couldn't right. imagine. I, I saw a soldier uh-huh. taking a baby over yeah. the barbed wire fence. Probably yeah. not allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, by our our country's standards I'm or sure whatever. That's true. Yeah. Um, I I can't imagine not doing that if of I course. were there. Of course. And yet, 
the the trauma mm-hmm. of seeing this person left behind, knowing they're probably going to be dead. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's just come, Lord Jesus. Mm. You know, mm. Mm. just for whatever reason, it, it's it's been an emotional few days thinking about all that. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about something something good in the world. Is there anything good in the world? There is still. <laughs> there there, there are still. certainly good things. Yeah. This is a weird question. All right. All right. So I like, there's a few video games that I like, and one of them is Civilization. Okay. Uh, so do you know the game Civilization? There's, I, there's been various versions of it. I've never played it, but you I know the it. premise, right? Yeah. You're, you're starting from scratch. Yeah. You yeah. got to find resources and okay so do you so do you happen to know the theme song for civilization four of course not okay let me let me play it for you and we okay. can't put it on the podcast because it's copyrighted but okay okay so i'm gonna play it for you now and then we're gonna come back and i want to hear your reaction don't we have like 18 seconds we can no, no. that's a myth we're not allowed to it's... play anything oh, okay. unless we get permission Interesting. and we're not uh wealthy enough to get yeah we're not paying royalties good grief Okay, so Dave, you just watched uh, a YouTube video of Christopher Tin conducting Baba Yetu, the song from Civilization Four, the theme song from Civilization Four. What'd you think? It was great. Now, was that Lingala or Swahili? Swahili. Yeah, um, yeah, I really liked it. What did you like about it? I tell, okay. tell, tell. So everybody needs to go look this up and and watch it. But if you haven't, if you're riding in the car. or out for a jog or something. What, what was the song like? Describe it. Um, it sounded very African. Yeah. Um, it sounded celebratory. Yes. I have no idea what the, the words were. Yeah. Um, I could tell they were African. Sure. Um, the, the, it had uh, strings, had brass, uh-huh. Uh-huh. had some timpani. Yeah. Um, so it had instrumentation orchestral. Sure. And um, the guy who wrote it and conducting it was an Asian man. Yep, that's right. The, um, the people singing were of all... Yeah, uh, ethnicities. How did it make you feel? So it uh, it did have like a celebratory yeah. piece to it, and it made me feel um, a little foretaste, perhaps, of the kingdom of heaven. Okay. Um, as I was thinking about all the different people groups coming yeah. together, yeah. and and worship to Jesus. Um, so it was a um, it was a it felt like a great humanitarian, great um, societal moment. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, let me tell you what the lyrics are. Uh oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the lyrics are the Lord's Prayer. Oh. So Baba Yetu is our Father. And so there's in the entire thing is nothing but the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote this for a video game. Interesting. And. Uh, he is a celebrated con- um, composer, mm-hmm. and he's written a ton of stuff. Got lots of albums out, and he writes orchestral music, and that's what this is. And he decided to write this song that was supposed to be for like the, to the idea of the game, the civilization game. Like you say, is to like you, you can be any particular cel- uh, civilization all over the world, and kind of you know go from the Stone Age to modern age or whatever, right. and trying to uh, rule the world build or whatever, cities build or whatever. cities, yeah. yeah. Well, later on, he put it on one of his albums, and it won a Grammy Award. Um, and so it's a 
that particular song did for uh-huh. I mean, just, it's just a gorgeous song and now if we were to go if you were to look at other YouTube videos and I've seen I've probably seen um, 20 different versions mm. of different choirs and stuff right. singing that song all over the world it's exactly what you say it, it, it's a song that brings people together it's it's celebratory um, in a way that other versions of the Lord's Prayer set to music I think are not right and I've just become enamored with this song yeah yeah, thanks for introducing me to that. That's Swahili, really, of course, really is cool. the um, like the second language of most of Africa. Uh-huh. It's nobody's first language, but in Africa, it's like the right. the language that brings everybody together. Right. Which is one of the reasons that that this Asian man mm-hmm. uh, chose to use that um, as his, as a, the language of his text. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very artistic. Very well done. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. What did you think about our exit from Afghanistan? What did we talk about that was wrong? Let us know. Write us at thehopperpodcast at gmail.com or record a short voice memo on your phone and send it to thehopperpodcast at gmail.com. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. Join us next time when we will discuss our favorite rugby players of the 1960s. Oh, okay. I don't know any. Well, uh, if you've listened this far in the show, you obviously like the show. You can support us by sending me a brick of gold. Or you can just subscribe or follow. And if you've already done that, think of someone who would appreciate the show and share the Hopper goodness with them. The Hopper Podcast is brought to you by the good people at Beefcakes R Us.